Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this week we're continuing our summer reading series, which is actually going to bring us into fall because our next guest is Rachel Roberts of Wolf Woman Rising. She is an author and an embodiment teacher, and she resides in North Wales. Now, she has a new book coming out called Lupa, and that is going to be coming to you November 24th, which is my birthday, which makes it extra awesome and important and special. Just saying. I mean, you know, but <laughs> we're going to chat with her about that book and another book she's written and all the magical things she is bringing into the world. So welcome, Rachel. Mm, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy you're here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is this? I know you've been teaching for the last like 17 years and you have been writing a lot lately. So tell us about what that work has looked like for you. Mm, yeah, so yeah, 17 years. <laughs> it feels like it's been lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. So um, I suppose my story, I'm actually only 33. So I started teaching when I was like 15, 16. So wow. teaching has been really my my destiny I suppose and um yeah it's always been a part of my life you know and it's evolved over time but I originally started out as a, as a belly dancer belly dancing uh -huh. teacher and that's you know what's been there since the beginning so I started teaching that after school um oh. and I just I fell in love with it and it it's kind of um it told me how to love my body and how to love myself how to be in my feminine um, mm. I love being a woman. I love my body and I love um, enjoying it and finding pleasure in it. And belly dance taught me that. Yeah. Um, and I've been wanting to share, you know, all the joy that it brought since. And then running alongside that, um, I'm a bit, a bit obsessed with history, always have been my degree and my master's are in history. Um, so kind of um, the work that I do brings the two together so ancient mythology and then embodiment practices through things like dance and meditation and making that mythology real for you so it's not just an old story um, as so many people tell me oh history is really boring but it's not when it becomes yours and when you find the lessons in it and the messages in it that are speaking directly you know from the divine to your heart and show you how you can be the most amazing version of you wow you are lit up. Like if people could see your face right now, as you're talking about this, your energy is just so bright. So clearly you're super passionate about this work. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this I'm business, no oh, well, I love history. Like, I think it's so important to look at history and the origins of things. And, you know, all of that is just a wealth of, um, of inspiration really. And, mm -hmm. and wisdom, yeah. but yeah so much of it <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I'm curious tell me about wolf woman rising like this is the name of your business what where did the wolf piece come from and what does that mean for you mm. so wolf woman rising is my wisdom school um and it's where I share my teachings and my courses and my events and it's also kind of the um platform for my books as well my books that I've written and are writing <laughs> so wolf really um 
and I share about this in my book Wolf but Wolf for me has been one of those um, kind of animals that I've really related to and that I'm inspired by but also it feels very much within me that a part of me is wolf so my inner feminine and my external feminine I suppose as well has always felt like wolf like she wolf Mm. um and what I got most interested about you really um with the she wolves was the name she wolf has kind of been used in a derogatory way you know for women so the she wolves have been the ones that you know have been maybe outspoken or independent and in the past you know for the patriarchy those women have been the ones that have been condemned she were to you know she wolf has been a bad word you know it's mm-hmm. a way of saying that this woman's unruly she's untamed and for me being unruly and untamed it's kind of where I found my freedom and and being a wolf is about being untamed and being unruly and but also being authentic you know so my my three kind of guiding principles for Wolf Woman Rising um, are trust, authenticity, and courage. Mm. And those are the three things that for me, that the wolf really epitomizes. Um, and that's what I bring forth, you know, kind of in that. Um, so it's about women becoming a wolf, but they don't have to relate to the wolf. They don't have to necessarily, um, you know, know about wolves. It's just that energy. It's that essence you know of being courageous um even when you don't feel confident being authentic Mm. even when you've told you should be something or other and then trusting even when it's really difficult so yeah that's wolf woman rising (laughs) yeah wow that I mean that those are all such important things I think especially as women for us to embody our you know trust authenticity and courage and I think we are at least in western civilization taught not to be so authentic or courageous and try to uh, be a little more quiet. Keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely been the case for me, you know, like growing up. um, So, I mean, I I was brought up in quite a strict um, family, you know, um, a Christian family, although that, you know, it's not because of Christianity, which I adore. I just really want to note. Um, but you know, a very strict father as well. And my voice was closed down very much so. And I was always wanting to be the good girl. I was always wanting to be well behaved. Um, and it just didn't work. You know, I, I just felt like I was closing myself down all the time. Um, you know, hiding myself in some ways, you know, like the wolf, you know, is hidden away in the dark forest and it's seen as, as bad and, and ugly and wrong. But actually, when it comes out into the light, you can see all the beauty of the wolf, you know, how it's affectionate, you know, they're tender, they're caring, um, they're powerful, they're strong, yes, but, you know, that's not, that doesn't mean that it's dangerous. That just mm-hmm. means that it's standing its power. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this was really a way for you to embody these things that you felt shut down around when you were younger. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that I was, I was always in trying to embody the wolf. I think it's always been something that's there, you know, kind of, <laughs> I think that's why it came forward really over the last, uh, the last few years, the wolf has come forward more and more. And hence why I've started, you know, I was writing the books about, about wolves, but I think that, I always felt like I was a mouse, you know, if you kind of asked me as maybe a teenager, what animal do you relate to? Mm -hmm. I think I would have said a mouse because I felt small and timid, you know, and kind of um, exceptionally shy. Um, You know, my voice was so closed down, you know, that I just, 
I mean, I, again, I, I share this in my in my books and in my work and with my students as well that I, you know, that it really affected my health and it affected my well-being um, mm-hmm. for a lot of my younger life. I couldn't even ask for what I wanted. So I would go, you know, days without water or the toilet because I was too scared to even ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was really my kind of catalyst um kind of point for me was um in my early 20s um I was sexually assaulted uh-huh. and my something that was left with me after that was the fact that I didn't say no mm-hmm. and not that it was my fault at all because it wasn't but I didn't say no you know for me so I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't feel I had a voice I didn't have the right to say no or to refuse anything right you know and after that it was like it was like a catalyst moment I was like I need to reclaim my voice because it needs to be saying my no's and my yeses you know mm-hmm. I, I'm the only one that can say that um and I don't want to put myself into that situation again although obviously we can't control that but yeah so now I now I howl all the time <laughs> like people can't shut me up like I'm always talking you know but or, or howling literally like um my mom laughs at me because I will literally howl at home and it sets all the dogs off in the local area and we just all howl together but like you know I would have been scared to have done that I would have been embarrassed to have done that even uh-huh. like a decade ago because I'd be what do people think of me or do I sound stupid but now like you know I'll just howl anywhere uh-huh. <laughs> not anybody <laughs> literally and <laughs> metaphorically <laughs> so the wolf energy really let you find your voice and and you're I would say like when I'm hearing you talk it's like the inner wolf but also this ally of the wolf mm-hmm. like as a yeah. as a, a friend a helper in your life yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah wow mm. so you've written two books about wolves right mm, yeah and there's more coming <laughs> <laughs> like how many can I write about wolves probably um, a lot yeah I know <laughs> So yeah, there's a theme running between in my books, but yeah. So the my first book, Looper. Um, do you want me to share about that now? Yeah, yeah. Tell me all the things. Tell us all the yeah. things. Um, so the full title is Looper. Um, she Wolf, a very mother of destiny. Um, so it's about a very specific um goddess. So it's um she's kind of like the uh one of the founding kind of um powers behind the founding of ancient Rome. Um, Mm -hmm. so the capital of Italy um, and the Roman Empire and what fascinated me like when I was reading about you know Roman history was um, they were talking about Romulus and Remus and all these men that were involved and Mm -hmm. men did this and men did that and then it was so obvious to me that this she-wolf that almost accidentally you know found the children saved them raised them you know, it's so obvious to me that she was the goddess in action, that she was mm-hmm. an epiphany of the goddess. I was like, this is so obvious to me. And she's just like, you know, kind of all the historians since have kind of like almost like looked over that, you know, she was she was deified by the ancient Romans. They honored her. Um, they celebrated her. They recognized her. But then she's just started to kind of disappear in history. Her image was always there, but she became just a wolf. Mm-hmm. I felt very strongly that I needed to reclaim her, um, reclaim her as as having a pivotal part because I felt that she has such a a powerful message and a and a and a powerful way of supporting us. So 
in her story, she rescues Romulus and Remus, um, the babies that are in the water. They're kind of, they're put away to be murdered and she rescues them and takes them, you know, into her cave and in her cave there, they become who they're meant to be. This is why I call her the mother of destiny. Uh-huh. So they, they're born like the sons of kings, but with Lupe, they become kings themselves. And her cave for me is very symbolic of all of the times when, you know, we go through trauma or pain. It's not that tomb womb energy, you know, where we are transformed. So like for me, you know, with my sexual assault, you know, that was a very dark time, a painful time. But from that time, I became empowered because mm-hmm. I found myself there. Um, and yeah, and Lupa is a, it's a truly powerful ally for anybody that's felt like, you know, on the outskirts or wrong or bad or threatens or vulnerable you know or any kind of transition through pain she'll help you to remember your destiny um because we all have one every single one of us you know we mm-hmm. all are valid we're all valuable we all make a contribution we sometimes forget that or we think we're insignificant but every single one of us is vital to to humanity and the way that earth works and the way that we're all rising together and uh, so that's specifically on Lupa. i retell her story um, as her story rather than as the story of men um, and then in my second book which is out next year which is just called wolf mm-hmm. um, and this is about embodying your inner wolf so I I share lots of mythologies about many many different wolf gods and goddesses um, I share embodiment tools uh, ways to connect how to be more wolf the lessons of real wolves as well and then also in that, I share the story of Fenrir and Hel, who are two um, wolf gods and goddesses from Norse mythology. Um, and that's another interesting story about a wolf that was made bad, wrong and ugly. And I've reclaimed that wolf um, as having you know, a vital message that we all need to we all need to hear and we all need to embody. Wow. Well, I, I want to start with Lupa because I. Uh, mm. I have, you know, I love history. And so I've, I've took history classes in college. It wasn't my major, but I I just took them for fun uh, for some Mm -hmm. of them. And I heard the story of Romulus and Remus, but I had never heard anything beyond, oh, they were nursed by a wolf. Right. So I, I didn't even think about Lupa as being a deity or, and I I hate to say that, like, I'm a little embarrassed right now, but that's real. Uh, and I just, I didn't, and I never read anything about it. I never saw anything about it. So the fact that you took this story and you really delved into it, I'm, I'm pumped. Like I really, I'm really excited, um, that this information is getting out there in this other way, um, that becomes more accessible that maybe we don't hear about in mainstream education in this way. Yeah. 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 And I think she has been very much hidden as many kind of, um, kind of manifestations of the goddess have been hidden for a little while you know um maybe that was for a reason you know I believe everything happens for a reason I think that perhaps she's been working behind the scenes (laughs) Uh uh-huh I think it is now you know time to kind of reclaim that a little bit yeah absolutely um and then thinking about that your other book wolf and the embodiment it really seems like these build on each other right like the Mm, first one is really looking at uh, at this story and this history and then we're moving into this more like how do you personalize that yeah definitely yeah yeah so yeah I think 
Yeah, so the first one is very much about lupus, so it's specific yes. um, goddess who you can connect with and she can support you on your journey. But yeah, the second book is very much about you, you know, about mm-hmm. how you are wolf. Um, it still offers guides, you know, so if you want to learn more about the wolf mythology, that's there. Um, you can learn more about how wolves kind of perform themselves, you know, in, in the wild and what what's what life means for them. But yeah, it's very much about the individual. And that that's what, you know, comes back to this kind of this authenticity part again. And every single wolf, you know, is is different and contributes in a different way. And that's what the book teaches you, how you can be authentic, you know, mm-hmm. completely to you. So what is the part that you're playing in the pack? You know, how are you contributing? What does it mean for you to be you? And how can you have the courage to do that? And also to trust yourself to do that as well. Yeah, yeah. In your studies, like as you were writing these books and just as you've been on your own wolf journey, have you found Mm -hmm. a lot of deities that are wolves? Are there historically a lot of deities that have that wolf personification? Mm, Yeah, so there's, um, I think in my second book, I think I introduced about 24 different deities. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few that are, it's different. So there's a few that are actually wolves. So like Lupa, she is in the body of a physical wolf. So she is, she's all wolf. Mm -hmm. And then there are some that are connected to wolves, you know, like Odin is connected. He has two wolves that he hangs out with. (laughs) Um, and then the other ones that can change into wolves and they have that particular connection because of their themes um, like Artemis you know goddess of the wild so she has that connection with the wolf because of the spaces they share and the themes they share so um, there's a few different ways um, yeah that you can kind of connect to them so you've got the ones that are wolf the ones that can be wolf and the ones that hang out with wolves And there's lots, you know, that in every single mythology, if you, I mean, in my book, I concentrate on European mythology, mm-hmm. um, just because that's where I'm from and that's what I know. Um, but, you know, in the, the North American, you know, the, the wolf is highly significant, even in Chinese, Russian, you find wolves in every single mythology, every single culture and tradition, you know, um, they're everywhere and they're, they're so accessible and they, they want us to be part of their pack, you know, they've been mm-hmm. our companions since the beginning of time you know they they become our pet dogs but you know also they're still there as as wolves energetically and physically in the world yeah to be with us guide us yeah well there is something very wild and also I think sometimes threatening about wolves and mysterious about wolves so you know as with anything that's unknown uh, unknown in the darkness, we, <laughs> we villainize yeah. it. Right. And we, we get, mm-hmm. a, we become afraid of it. And uh, it sounds like you've really taken a spotlight and shown it on the, on the wolves and the energy of the wolf to not necessarily totally demystify it, but to mm. uh, bring it out of the darkness so that it's not something to be afraid of. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I, I kind of hope with with um my books and my movement as well that part of it is about doing on behalf of wolves because they have been so persecuted and Mm -hmm. and like you said you know people assume that they're a danger that they're a threat that you know and you think actually no if you look at any creature on this planet we're the threat we're Mm -hmm. the danger you know we're the ones that are destroying everything so yes 
you know, scientifically, walls have been proven to to help the area that they're in. So, you know, they will help the the forest and you know thrive. Um, but you know, there's so many places where the wolf is extinct. You know, yes. it's been persecuted, and, it, and most of it is just because you know their their land has been threatened so they get pushed closer to humans just because we're intruding and mm-hmm. when they come near a humans i mean you know they eat a sheep and you're like well if you were given a piece of cake on a plate or you had right. to go out 10 miles to the supermarket <laughs> you'd eat the cake right um but like you know me but we we look at things as black and white um you know and it's about this walls are a real paradox you know because they they are a predator they're exceptionally strong mm-hmm. um if they attacked you they would kill you but at the same time they're nurturing they're friendly they're gentle they're shy and they're incredibly loving you know to each other they support each other they welcome mm-hmm. people into their pack um you know see so they're not either or they're not you know predator um just predator and they're not just gentle they're both um same as us you know Uh we can we have that ability to destroy or create we always have that choice um we can choose you know (laughs) the same we have the same choices you know as the wolves and i think we're the ones that like says the most dangerous predator on this planet definitely not the wolf um it's one of the reasons i hope with this book that i can bring some kind of um yeah just bring some positivity back there as well so we can remember that the gift that they are to this mm-hmm. planet um and hopefully remember the gift that we are so we don't destroy either <laughs> totally i know while i'm listening to you there's uh there's two things that are coming up for me one is you were talking about wolves being extinct and here in california where i live um uh, we haven't had wolves here in a very long time and in the last i want to say two or three years we've actually started having sightings of this specific uh wolf i guess it's a wolf pack uh that has been spotted in the northern regions of our area and uh and it's very exciting to think oh okay they're you know they're coming back so that's the first mm-hmm. thing that came to me but the second thing was when you're talking about man being the kind of the worst predator I I totally am on board with that and I do think that there is something about and and this is just overall because I personally don't feel this way but I think overall there's something about humankind that has taken that stance of we are the most powerful we are at the top of the food chain we are all these things which I by the way I call bullshit on because I don't think we are the most powerful I think that we are doing more damage than in from that mindset instead of trying to live harmoniously with the world in which we exist (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i think that's part of why wolves have gotten a bad rap is because they are very powerful right so there becomes this Mm -hmm. like competition of you know who's going to be the big man (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and the wolves are like we're just doing our thing and the humans are like we're taking over yeah and you see that with a lot of um a lot of hunters um yeah you see them with their, their trophies you know it's about mm-hmm. like you know how impressive they are so they want to get the you know the biggest baddest bully and you know they by defeating them they're making themselves look bigger but right yeah that's no it doesn't work like that no it's <laughs> yucky <laughs> i don't like say, it they're overcompensating for something else that's very small <laughs> right yes but 
but yeah no i i'm so happy to hear that you've been seeing them in california and i know that there are amazing programs in america yeah. reintroducing them but i think also we need to re-educate the public at the same time yes i mean like you know if you say great it's walls you know being reintroduced but then if someone says okay they're going to be coming into your village there's still a part of us that would freak out you know would be sure. scared because of the danger and i think it's this this kind of where we've rejected all of the darkness and we push it away like just the same like we don't want to know pain we just don't want to know we don't want to address our wounds we don't want to address our bad mm-hmm. bits you know and while we're doing that we're also going to do the same to nature we're just going to push away the bits we don't want to know about all the bits you know that we can't accept and I said wolves are predators so we need to have the infrastructure for them to be able to be that to be exactly as they are just like we need to create our own infrastructure for ourselves and the way that we are completely honestly and authentically authentically you know we need to create infrastructures you know for things to survive exactly as they are not in the way that we condition them to be or want them to be or think they should be um you know so we need the wild areas for the wolves to be and we also need our own wilds so we can be as well and it and i think they go together we need to to work together for both of those things to for the whole world to thrive you know we're doing it as a pack like i said yeah absolutely and and i think that's you know that's at the core of my own just spiritual belief is living in harmony with the land, which includes all the beings on it. Like how do, this is our home and it's not just us as humans, it's all the beings and the trees mm-hmm. and the rocks and the, you know everything. And so yeah. learning how to be in harmony with all of that and recognizing that we all have a place, you know, that is interconnected. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny while well, I was um I was out kind of in the sun because it's been raining for weeks and weeks and weeks here in Wales I mean it rains oh quite a lot here anyway but I was in the sun before while I was kind of like um waiting for you and this wasp went past and I was sitting there thinking I love the wasp I love the wasp I love the wasp like don't react it's calm it's fine I'm letting the wasp do what the wasp needs to do but you know I was just like inside I was like quaking like you know <laughs> like the world's gonna end the world's gonna end <laughs> but it just made me think of that then I was just like you know when you think about everybody having their place and I'm like oh yeah. maybe not the wasp but <laughs> right no I I get it because yeah. there but there are always things that can cause us danger just like we can yeah. cause other things danger exactly yeah yeah definitely yeah the wasps are sting it's thing <laughs> I know I I understand that whenever I whenever I get those yellow jackets nearby I'm like okay just be very still <laughs> I want I just, yeah just go do your thing away from me please <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> Well, Rachel, this has been uh, just wonderful. And I love getting some insight into your books. I'm excited to read them. And um, I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you want people to know about your books or about the wolf or about the work you're doing. Mm, I just encourage people to mm, to remember that it's okay to be wolf. I think that I want that to be my main message just to, yeah, just to be brave like I don't consider myself a confident person at all but I consider myself to be courageous and I think Uh the difference there is 
you know, I love the saying, um, was it Eleanor Roosevelt that said, um, you know, courage isn't the absence of fear, just but realizing something is more important than that. I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be sharing this and I wouldn't have written books if I wasn't courageous. Like I said, I don't, I still don't feel confident, but when you're courageous, you just do it anyway. You know, you just, just do it. And I think that's the one message I can get across to people. Like, you know, it's just to just do it, you know, just, just go there. (laughs) Do the things that you need to do, be the person that you need to be. I mean, life is so short, you know, um, you, you know, you get one life to be who you are and you don't know when it's going to end. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, don't wait. I mean, what are you waiting for? Um, and I think that for me, it was giving myself permission. You know, I waited uh-huh. for permission from everybody else. Every, you know, every single person I could think of, I wanted their permission. Um, and being courageous is giving yourself permission and saying that that's the permission I require you know mm-hmm. the only permission I require is is from myself so yeah be courageous and give your permission give yourself permission to be so yeah <laughs> that's my parting message <laughs> we're giving you a permission Rachel and I are writing you a permission <laughs> slip to be yourself <laughs> all the listeners out there you do yeah. you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so Rachel how can people find you what, what are the best ways to find out about what you're offering learn more about your books like what what can where can they go yeah so um so you can find me on Facebook um I have a Facebook page a Facebook group um so a community on there and then also on Instagram um Instagram is my favorite okay good <laughs> I'm, to know I'm I'm not doing uh, crazy dance wordy mouthy jumpy upy downy tiktok stuff like it doesn't feel authentic <laughs> to me i'm not a tiktok kind of person um but yeah so facebook instagram or youtube are the three places you can find me or my mailing list as well um youtube has lots of free meditations um i do weekly um videos about different goddesses and gods from all over the world so i said there's there's yeah loads of things there for you to support you and you can always just message me (laughs) and and connect are all of these under rachel roberts or are they under wolf woman rising uh wolf woman rising okay yeah great it's not about me it's about the community and it's about how i'm serving you and you are wolf woman rising (laughs) so i will include all those links in the show notes but for those of you that are just listening and aren't looking at the show notes now you have the information you know where to find rachel (laughs) (laughs) come find me yes (laughs) Yes, i love it thank you (laughs) i have to be careful i'll get the dogs going Great. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and for sharing all of this information with me and with us. And um, I'm really looking forward to, to reading your work and also to being able to share that with everybody so that they can get out there and find their inner wolf as well. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes. Yes. And everyone out there listening, we'll continue our summer reading series next week. But until then, keep it magical. Hey there, friends. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. If you like what you hear on The Witch Next Door, I invite you to support us. You can do that by rating, reviewing, liking, following. uh, What else? (laughs) 
<laughs> whatever else it is that you do on the platform you like to listen to podcasts on by doing these things that actually helps other people find us and in that way helps us spread the magic. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. And thanks for being a listener. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.